Hello. Welcome to True Crime Time. This is episode 23. Can you believe it? I can't. Um, I have a returning guest today. Her name is Bonnie. Say hello. Hello. Say it louder so the people can hear you. Hello. <laughs> oh, you're singing to them? Yes. That's beautiful. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we're trying a little bit of a different setup today um, with the sound. We tested it a bunch. I hope that it still sounds good. You guys will let me know if it doesn't because you like to tell me things that are mean. It's okay. <laughs> it's totally fine. Um, I'm going to tell them what you just told me a minute ago. So my sister, that's my sister. I don't know if I said that yet today. My sister advised me um, before we started that I should treat her like a my pet monster. Um, just sitting blankly in the chair across from me because she didn't know what to say. So just for any of you who are familiar with retro toys i think that's a fun visual but all you 80 kids 80s kids out there all you 80s kids out there um but also i haven't told you what we're talking about today no you have not. <laughs> i have not told her what we're talking about today no idea okay so today we're talking about a case from connecticut um about a man called tyree lincoln smith does that name ring a bell it doesn't right now, but I'll see if I if it sounds familiar as okay. you go through the story. Because I I'm very also very into true crime. Yeah, she is. See, I'm just trying to plug herself right at the beginning like that. That's <laughs> nice. That's real nice. <laughs> trying to steal the show. <laughs> um, yeah. No, this one's pretty interesting. Um, it's not one that I really I don't think I heard too much about at the time, but just want to say at the beginning a few sources. The CT Post Murderpedia, which is like an amalgamation of all of the articles written about this. And there aren't a whole lot, but we do what we can, right? So, you ready? Are you buckled in? I don't know. No. Let you're, go. You're not? Okay. Let's go. Let's do all this. All right. We're going to figure it out, my pet monster. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't sue me, my pet monster people. I don't know. I'm not trying to steal your... Anyway. Okay. On January 24th, 2012... A 36-year-old man named Tyree Smith stood outside of the apartment he had been staying at in Lynn Haven, Florida, quietly smoking a cigarette. His neighbors had always found him to be a little odd. Some had described him as aloof, but not aggressive and certainly not violent. Uh, he liked to walk around the neighborhood, often expressionless, very much like you, my pet monster. <laughs> None of these things is too weird. But the fact that he most often was not wearing shoes definitely registered with That's his a little interesting. I'd, I'd give him a second look. You'd notice. Yeah. Right? I would. Yeah. Okay. So with all of that being said, it was a bit surprising for them to watch on this day as a SWAT team, armed to the teeth, approached him and took him down, which he very calmly allowed. Hmm. It would later be revealed that he had confessed to a homicide that occurred in Bridgeport. Port Connecticut a little more than a month before on December 15th of 2011. So this is kind of recent. Hmm. Um, so it was in 2011 that Tyree Smith moved to Lynn Haven and stayed off and on with Michelle Renee Madison's for about seven months. They'd met a few years earlier when they both lived in California. So sometime in November or December of that year, a neighbor who actually lived at the same apartment complex in Florida ran into Smith in front of the building. He was staring at the sky barefoot and carrying a bottle of wine, as you do. It was only about 10 a.m. though, and that's mm. a little early for me. It's 
a little it's a little early I no like shoes the wine yeah but like it depends what you're doing that day like are you going to the beach are you day drinking <laughs> like that's right but if you're just like if that's your regular routine is, is he drinking uh, it out of a cup of no, any sort of course not just directly out of the okay he's just walking around with the bottle just drinking it all right staring into the sky either he's a really good time or there's something very wrong i would say i would say that um <laughs> So, again, it's not the weirdest thing to have ever happened, right? It's not the weirdest thing. Definitely not. But it made this particular neighbor uncomfortable, and he wound up complaining to the landlord about it. So that's just a little bit of, like, a background on our guy, okay? So Tyree Smith hops on a bus and arrives in Bridgeport on December 15th and decides to stop by his cousin Nicole Rab's house. I think that's how you say it. It's a double B. Rab. Okay. So Nicole later recounted that he didn't really seem totally like himself. He had been drinking. Saki apparently was his go-to. Oh, of all the things. I've never had it. What is that like? Have you had that? It's not good. I've had plenty of it. (laughs) It's, it's, it's not something that you want to drink in like bulk. Certainly. No, maybe once in a while. Do you think he was carrying around a bottle of that too? Just like a whole bottle? I can like taste it right now and the thought of it's making me ill. (laughs) All right, well, that's not good. <laughs> um, so he shows up at his cousin's house, and he's going on about a book he was writing, something about, quote, murder and rape and Greek gods, end quote. Yeah. Um, apparently at the time, he was also carrying a black book bag that contained a small axe. Ugh. He allegedly even said, quote, he needed to get blood on his hands. Which is not really something you want to hear when a relative surprise visits you. No, certainly not. And can I ask you a follow-up question? Yeah. Was he wearing shoes in Connecticut? Because Connecticut is cooler than Florida. <laughs> you know, it didn't say. Okay. But that's a good question. Yeah. I didn't even I think of that know. one before. I'd like to know. Shoes. We hope he was wearing shoes. On the bus, too. Oh, you got to wear shoes filthy. on the bus. Oh, yeah, my no. God. In the bath. You know, he probably has used the bathroom at some point. From Florida to Connecticut? Yeah. I would hope so. So no shoes he just have those, like, empty bottles there. Like, maybe he didn't have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> That's true. I didn't think of that. We don't know, like, the level. Perhaps he was very resourceful. We're not sure. Perhaps. Um, so that night, Tyree decided to sleep on the porch outside of a boarded-up apartment building where he used to live. I would say that's another flag, probably. Um, a homeless man residing in the building, whose name is Angel Gonzalez, woke him up and told him to come in out of the cold, which is very nice. Oh, that's nice. It is very nice. But that's when it all goes downhill. <laughs> yeah. So once inside, it has been said that Tyree heard a voice saying, this is your blood, calling back to what he had said before, right? He then hacked Angel to death with the axe he had been carrying in his backpack. That's really sad. I know. he was just trying to do something really nice. I know. Aww. Really sad. So that's sad. Angel's body was eventually found on January 20th, on a mattress inside the building, and there was significant um, blood spatter on a nearby wall. Just so we're getting kind of like an idea of what's going on. Police noticed that his eyeballs were missing, as well as a piece of his brain. They chalked this up to rats, but the truth was so much worse. Yeah. Tyree Smith had removed the eyes and a piece of brain after murdering Angel, which he then took with him to nearby Lakeview Cemetery, where his cousin was buried, and proceeded to eat these things over his cousin's grave. Oh, I know. I know you can't see me right now, but my mouth is hanging open. I was just going to dis- describe it for the, the oh nice people. Oh, my goodness. Wow. So the next day, 
He went back to his cousin Nicole's house. He had blood on his hands, his pants, the axe, of course. I hope he wasn't, like, carrying it out. Right? Like, he it was... didn't wash any of it. Over. No. Well, I mean, clearly there's some underlying issues at this point. Yeah. You know, like, maybe he didn't think or, you know, whatever the case is. So he told her what he had done, though. He told her. Um, he said he had gotten his blood and recounted the entire event. Yeah. Um, he even went as far as to say um, that the victim's eyeball had tasted like an oyster. Oh, I know. I know. It's awful. Oh my God. That's awful. So then he left. He left Bridgeport on a bus back to Florida. Um, his cousin reached out to his mom about what he told her. And it looks like this part I've seen different in a few different places. It looks like both his cousin and his mother reached out to authorities because they were concerned, but also didn't really seem to like believe the story. They were like, maybe check this out. You know, I can I can definitely see yeah. that because if you told me you had just done something like that, I would be like, really? Did that really? Really? I, yeah, I, would, like, I would be oh. hoping it wasn't true. Yeah. Well, of course. Yeah. And his mother actually directed them to exactly that apartment building, the Brook Street apartment. Yeah. Um, and she also said that her son had mental issues. So apparently this was kind of like a known mm, thing within okay. the family. Right. So apparently sometime before he returned to Bridgeport, he was treated at St. Vincent's Medical Center after he was noticed bleeding from the wrist inside of a CVS, which was a result of him allegedly slashing his wrist with a razor or like a box cutter, right? Okay. Um, so when Tyree got back to Florida, he contacted Michelle Madison's telling her he was homeless and she allowed him to come back and stay. So we don't really know what happened before, like why he left. Did they have a falling out? We're not sure. Okay. But so... When SWAT took Tyree Smith in, he was held on a million dollar bond for this crime, right? Um, per the urging of the prosecutors, after they described the murder as especially heinous, Smith was extradited to Connecticut where he was ordered held in custody in lieu of the bond. He was also placed on suicide watch. So as for Michelle Madison's, she claims to have no idea of what happened and fully cooperated with authorities, which is good. We like to see that, yes. right? Absolutely. A neighbor of Michelle's, though, said that she had conversations with uh, conversations even with, with her after Tyree was picked up and Michelle blamed the state for dropping the ball with him, saying he was under some kind of care. But I guess he was just trying to get back on medication. Uh, so it seems maybe like there had been a lapse and maybe he was without it for a time. Right. Um, also, according to the neighbor, the conversation she had was, quote, off the wall because Michelle allegedly had told them that Tyree was a computer hacker and somehow associated with WikiLeaks. What? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. So essentially she's trying to say that his arrest was part of a conspiracy. Oh boy. Kind of. Right. So of course that's just hearsay and we don't really know. Does it sound a little suspect? Sure. Uh, was this kind of two unhealthy people cohabitating and exacerbating his issues? Possibly. Mm. Right. Um, Interesting. But the end result is the same, and I don't think she had anything to do with anything. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think that's either here nor there. Mm -hmm. So, a 2013 article by the Stanford Advocate refers to Tyree as the Bridgeport Cannibal. Love a sensational nickname, Ooh, you know? Yeah. Um, they state that he would likely live out the rest of his days in a mental facility. The defense rightly decided to plead insanity in this case, and a big part of the defense relied on psychiatrist findings. So Yale University's Dr. Rena Kapoor testified that Tyree still fantasized about eating uh, human flesh at one point, even saying he said he would eat her. Oh, 
Like he offered, he's like, I'll eat you. That's a little bit, want. a little yeah. bit troubling. Did he say if he want or? I think I just added oh. that. That's like my, okay. <laughs> I'm not sure. I just wanted to clarify. Yeah. So that's not, that's not super, but she claimed that he had been hearing voices um, from the time he had been a child basically. So suffering that from, for the majority of his life. She said that two of his concerns, I'm making air quotes, his concerns. I see see them. You see them. We're working on his book, the one I mentioned before, and eating people. Those were his concerns. (laughs) I read somewhere that, um, sorry guys, can't be helped. You know I have cats. You know it. There's nothing I can do. I'm so sorry. But she's really going to town on her litter box. Like I can't, I don't know. Carmen, are are we done? Are we through? Sorry, it's like if you want to take a bathroom break real quick, people, you can. Carmen has. She's not. <laughs> she's not over it still. She's really flinging pellets all over. Carmen, this is very unprofessional. I don't appreciate it. <laughs> this is just. This is just part of it. The adventure, everyone, that we're all on together. We're having a nice time, you know. I have a dog. I don't. I don't know. She, she doesn't just, know. He just goes outside. Yeah. I mean, I w- I don't, I'm i not going to put them outside. Cats are very murderous. Oh, Did I you know that. cats outside. Did you know, sidebar, everyone no, also, that cats, like, mess up the ecosystem. Did you know that? Because they kill a bunch of, like, things that unbalance the ecosystem, like, locally. Mm. So that's one of the reasons you shouldn't have outside cats, because they're murderous little bastards. <laughs> that's one of the reasons I like them, but mine are inside only. <laughs> they're very appropriate for you. They're very appropriate Let's for just me. say that. So anyway, Carmen's so rude. She's just walking, walking away, away. Like, like, it's, like it was nothing. <laughs> okay. So I had read somewhere um, that Tyree had said, this isn't something I wrote down. This is just I'm recalling from memory. He had said that he felt like since he already kind of crossed the line, he wanted to keep eating people. Oh. Yeah. So he was, he was like in it. I mean, he did cross. I mean, I. He crossed the line. So why not kind of can understand the logic, I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So this doctor also testified, I'm sorry, psychiatrist. She testified that when Tyree had lived in California, he had spent a lot of time in and out of psychiatric care um, where one professional stated that Tyree Smith was the most mentally ill person he had ever treated. Wow. Yeah. Um, I also discovered in my research that Tyree claimed that the voices he heard instructed him to eat the piece of the victim's brain for better understanding of human behavior and to eat the eyes to see into the spirit world. Right. But it's interesting though, but think about it. Like if someone who's been through like psychiatry and and sat and maybe he like learned those things and they became like Mm -hmm. kind of ingrained in his Mm -hmm. head. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting. Um, It's very interesting. So apparently he also told Dr. Kapoor that after cannibalizing the body, he was still hungry and went to Subway, which is uh, an advertisement. I'm sure they would rather not have. Oh my God. Right. Do we know what he ordered? We don't. We don't. So don't get that like spicy Italian guys, just in case. You don't, know. don't sue me Subway. Second time, fending off lawsuits all over town. <laughs> you're just recounting the facts. I am. I am. And I'm sure your sandwiches are delicious, especially since you reamped your menu. So, And got rid of Jared. 
<gasps> oh, that's another. That's yeah. a story for another so, time. You know, Jared. Oh boy. Okay. They, Subway can't really say anything <laughs> to you about this. That's true. Let's, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> it had been said um, after proper treatment and medication, he apologized for his actions during hearing, saying, "I'm really sorry for what I did. That I couldn't be myself. It really had nothing to do with the other person." So I feel like there's some things to unpack from that, right? It's just kind of like a weird, like, what do you mean you couldn't be yourself? Like, I feel like you were acting like you thought you were being yourself. And that's, you You were like unleashing yourself. Unless he was society. saying he's sorry he did it because now he realizes he couldn't be himself because that himself was eating. It could be. People? It could be. Mm. But they were saying even his family, like Angel's family, so the victim's family, was kind of taken aback by his statement, like, Ugh. what does that mean it's so sad for his family i know it's and so again just trying to do the, so the right sad. thing right trying to do something so nice i know so tyree lincoln smith was ultimately found not guilty by reason of insanity which makes sense. i get it yeah and committed to a high security psychiatric hospital for 60 years hopefully longer okay, okay. right so this really is a tragedy in two senses right so obviously the murder of Angel, but the fact that Tyree didn't receive proper and importantly consistent care to deal with those mental yes, issues. Um, and for any number of reasons, we don't know if it's because it wasn't accessible in his community. We don't know if it's because he maybe he wouldn't, wouldn't take go. meds, right? Or well, right. Go. And, and we know, you and I know, you can't make someone do that. You can't make them participate. Yep. You can't make them take their meds. You can drive them to the place, but they could still go to Subway next door if they want. <laughs> Bad example. Bad so sorry. No, um, it's very, it's very sad, and I'm sure it's very sad for for Tyree's family as well, who probably you know tried to tried to help him. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, it, and it's so again, it's so unfortunate for Angel because if these things had been properly managed, the likelihood of him dying, like he's a homeless man, so they deal with higher risks than normal. But I'm saying, like in this manner, yeah. I don't think this would have occurred. No. Um, very, very sad. I know. I know. It's very sad. So that's essentially the case. He's away. He's locked up mm. for now. Angel is deceased, unfortunately. That's awful. It's awful. It really is awful. But it really, it was a case that, it was one of those cases that really, when I read it, it caught my interest. Because you don't hear about things well, like that. Well, it's unusual. It's, well, it's certainly unusual. Oh, right. You don't hear about that often. And it's kind of thank goodness and thank goodness thank goodness for that. But I was kind of surprised because it was like it's kind of local to us, just over the sound. Yeah, Long just across Island sounds. Because I, I tell all of you every time that I'm from Long Island. Yeah, I'll keep doing We're that. We're on Long Island right now. <laughs> In Long Island? On? Are you serious? Are you serious? On Long Island. We're on Long Island. On Long. We're on Long Island right now. I feel like I need to revoke your Long Island card for even just asking me that. <laughs> I've been on- living. On Long Island, everyone. I thought it was. That was my first choice. You thought it I've was. I've been here longer than you because I'm older. That's right. Tell, tell the public again <laughs> how much older you are. Don't worry, don't worry about it. How much older and decrepit you are, my pet monster. <laughs> don't worry about that. Yeah. Just don't worry about that. We won't We won't worry about it anymore. Um. So, yeah. So, that's basically, so that's all there is to say. How do you feel about it? I feel very disturbed. And yeah. for for several reasons, <laughs> for many reasons, I don't, and I, I I tell you what I I'm kind of hungry, but I tell you what I don't want right now: Subway or oysters. 
I, I wouldn't eat those anyway. Me either. You know, I don't like, you know I don't like them. No, I don't I don't like that either. It's just very sad. And I'm also a little surprised that I, I didn't I didn't know anything about this. How did you hear about this story? Um, I was just going down a rabbit hole on the internet mm. as I do. Mm. And uh it just came up. Yeah. And I decided that we needed to talk about it. So that's what we did. Yeah. Very good. I All mean, right. I feel like I learned something new today. Something, something horrible. Something horrible but and new. Nonetheless. Yeah. Something new. Do you have any um any Jerry Springer final thoughts? <laughs> Plagiarizing everyone. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to Jerry Springer anyway? Like, I where think is he's he right just, now? He's just really old. What does he do? Not that show. Oh, he has Judge Jerry. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Yeah, he does. You don't know about that? He was like a judge show where he hears ridiculous law case law. Like frivolous cases, kind of. But he's not a judge, is he? He sure looks like one in that robe. Could have <laughs> fooled me in those glasses. How old is he? He must be really old. I don't. Am I like a Jerry Springer expert? Yeah. I don't like, know. Well, I'm like, well, here, here's a where are they now on Jerry Springer? Tune in next time for where are they now on and where Jerry Springer? Steve Wilkos while we're talking. About Does, I wonder if he still has his show. I don't know. The problem is, I work during the day. That, that is a problem. I also have a young child. Yes. So I don't really have a lot of time to tune in to these daytime kind of shows, but now I feel like I'm missing out. You are. Next, your next sixth, sixth day? Sick day. I know how to say words. <laughs> tune into some daytime TV. Watch all the court well, shows you're Maury, missing out. Maury will be my number one choice. Yes. Maury, as we Hovich, all know. If you're listening to this, Bonnie has always loved you. <laughs> and she will always love you. And you should. Forever. Contact True Crime Time to get in touch with her. <laughs> Age is nothing oh, but a number. More. She got so nervous that she started coughing. That's not. That's not great. All right. Well, with that, I think we're gonna wrap it up. Just remember, Maury, hit us up. Slide into these DMs. Hashtag we got you. True Crime Time. You don't even know what you're saying. Anymore. Just forget it. Listen. Everyone, thank you for listening to True Crime Time, the podcast where it's always time for true crime. Tune in next time. Not for where are they now on Jerry Springer, but probably something else murder related, I would imagine. (laughs) See you later. Bye.